Are we recording? Yeah. Hi there, everyone. Welcome to our podcast. This is Hauntings and Homicide. I'm Selena, and I'm terrified of everything and still sleep with the nightlight, but here I am talking about scary stuff. And I'm Heather, and I haven't slept in years. Um, we have something kind of different for you this episode. We have kind of a shorter case, so at the end, we're going to do a Q&A session. We had people write in their questions for us, and we're going to answer them. Yes, which will be nice because then it's like a little, you get to know us a little bit better. Yeah. Not that we don't talk entirely about yeah, not ourselves. That, not that we don't <laughs> tell you every episode. Every minute detail of our lives. It's like five minutes of a case and then we... They're like, oh, anyway, did I tell you what happened yesterday? Yeah. Anyway, whatever. So this case is one of the first ones that... I wanted to cover when we started this podcast. This is true. She had actually a couple that were like, I'd say standout ones that she wanted to do. I put this on, we had a, we have a, we do have a list somewhere, somewhere. Um, and this is like number two or something. I wanted to do Bella and the Witch Helm. I wanted to do this and I wanted to do Lisa Lamb. Mm -hmm. I think those were like my top picks. Yes. Um, so this case is really weird. It's about two women who experienced similar, well, they were both murdered in similar ways, and there's a bunch of other creepy, um... Clinky dinks revolving the case. Yeah, and similarities. Um, it's just absolutely bonkers. So, I'm going to talk about the first one, which happened in 1817. Really quick, I want to just kind of go over how we covered who decided who we were going to cover. Oh, boy. So, the two names are Mary Ashford and Barbara Forrest. We haven't learned our lesson at all. Well, I, right off the bat, was like, oh, we're going to, it's going to be given away by the names, because, you know, one's going to have, like, Ethel or... Myrtle. Yeah. But... Abel. No, they both kind of have... They both have older older names, so... Yeah. That didn't help. So, then we had to, once again, flip a coin. And use Google. Which, Again, this still, time you got to see it yeah. happen, which is cool because you actually, you see the coin flipping. Yeah. Yeah. So we haven't learned a lesson. We're just haunted forever. But it works. Okay. So I'm going to tell you about Mary Ashford and all the fucked up shit that happened to her. So at 6.30 a.m. on May 27th, 1817, a man on his way to work discovered some blood-stained clothing, clearly belonging to a woman, crumpled in a heap near the mill. After the police were brought to the scene, two sets of tracks were discovered, one determined to belong to a man and the other a woman, both leading to a sand pit. When the sand pit was searched, the body of Mary Ashford was discovered. Mary was a beloved young woman by the local community, so seeing her severely bruised arms and blood-ridden clothes must have been a shock to those who found her and pulled her out. It would have been more of a shock when it was determined that Mary had been raped and strangled to death. Multiple witness accounts were pieced together to distinguish her last known whereabouts. The day before Mary's body was discovered was a holiday known as Whit Monday, a.k.a. Monday of the Holy Spirit, which is a movable holiday based on the date of Easter Sunday. That morning, Mary had gone to Birmingham to sell some dairy products at the market. After that, Mary went to her friend Hannah's house at 6 p.m. to change into a clean dress to wear to the Whitsuntide dance that evening. 
Mary and Hannah went to the dance together and seemed to have a good time. They each had several dance partners, but Mary spent most of the night chatting and dancing with a bricklayer named Abraham Thornton, while Hannah had been in the company of Benjamin Carter. The dance ended around midnight, and the group walked together for a while, but the couple split off to go in opposite directions. At 3.30 a.m., a witness saw Mary walking back towards Hannah's house and described her as walking very slowly and alone. At Hannah's house, Mary changed from her dance attire and back into her working clothes. At 4 a.m., she told Hannah she was going home and left. She was spotted at 4.15 a.m. by another witness on Bell Lane and, that yet, and then yet again by another witness, Thomas Broadhurst, who saw her on the lane as well. The main suspect was, of course, Abraham Thornton, who Mary had been dancing with at the party. When interviewed, he seemed shocked to learn about Mary's death and oblivious to the fact that he was under suspicion. He said, I can't believe she is murdered. Why, I was with her until four o'clock this morning. It's really hard for me not to read that in like a country bumpkin accent, <laughs> even though he's British, so he wouldn't sound like that. But he just seems like such a doofus to me. Okay. Um, he definitely they actually sounded more American back then. They didn't, oh, did they? Yeah, they didn't get their accent until, like, later. He he still probably didn't have a southern... No. Like, but Tennessee accent, though. He might have. I can't believe she is murdered! Why, I was with her until 4 o'clock this morning! Sounds perfect. Okay. He definitely got the picture, though, when he was, taking, when he was taken into custody. After an intense interrogation, Thornton admitted that he and Mary had had intercourse, but it was consensual. He said that after they separated from their companions, he and Mary had walked over to a field where they had sex and then talked for about 15 minutes. He walked her back to Hannah's house, and he waited for her to come out again, but according to him, she never did, and so he went home alone. There were three witnesses that came forward and corroborated this story, but only the part about him walking home alone. John Hayden says that he not only saw Thornton, but spoke with him for about a quarter of an hour. Since no one had seen Abraham Thornton and Mary together after they left Hannah and Benjamin, the police hit a wall in their investigation. Um, also, why are all these people out at 4 a.m.? I was going to say, I didn't know that they partied till 4 a.m. back then. Apparently they did, and not only that, but other people are just, like, out doing shit, and they're like, oh, I saw him. Oh, yeah, I saw him, too. Oh, yeah, I saw him. Like, at 4 a.m.? I'd be asleep. What are you doing? I can't stay up past, like, 12. Okay, so here's where another freaking plot twist occurs. In August of that year, Thornton was brought to trial. The jury deliberated for a lightning speed of six minutes. That's quick. Yeah, in finding him not guilty, which is honestly pretty surprising. Usually, this would have been the end-all, be-all for the ruling, and Abraham would have been set free, but, as this was the 19th century, there was an ancient law that allowed Mary's brother to contest the ruling, which he did, and he demanded a second trial. Now, plot twist number two. Or three, I guess. I don't know. I lost track. Thornton whipped out an ancient law of his own known as... Trial by battle, when he threw down a gauntlet before Lord Ellenborough of the King's Bench. Yeah, it's a fucking mess. It's a mess. Some, like, renaissance shit. Absolutely. Like, they would go 
What was the thing with the horses and the jousting? Yeah. Right. Exactly. So this gesture was a challenge to Mary's brother, William, to fight to the death. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. There were objections to this, but Lord Ellenborough allowed it. He He declared, it is the law of England. If Thornton won the fight, he'd be exonerated completely, and that would be the end of it. But if he lost, he'd be executed immediately. The whole thing... Yeah, I know. Let's just sit for a minute with that. I really want to know, actually, what made this stop happening. Like, what case yeah, were what? they like... When did they decide, you know what, maybe... This is a little too severe. We're not going to allow it anymore. I would really like ridiculous. to know the answer to that question. Everyone's dead. Everyone's like, we did it up until, like, last week. <laughs> anyway. So, unfortunately, it sounds, you know, like a major extra story, but it had a pretty anticlimactic ending because William simply failed to respond to the challenge and Abraham won by default. So there was no actual fight, which kind of sucks. Why do all that and then not do it? I don't, I, I don't know. Clearly you didn't want to avenge your sister's death. Yeah. Whatever, man. You were all, you were, all thought you were hot shit when you were going to bring him to a second trial. But then when he wants to fight you, you run scared. Okay, so even though it seemed like somewhat of a victory for Abraham, no one wanted to hire him after that, so he had to um, fuck off to the United States, where maybe he did actually get a country bumpkin. He could have. He might have. I'm saying yes. I'm saying he did. He could have. Even though he, I know that he went to New York and not to Alabama, but you know what? Fuck you. How about that? Um... For days before her death, Mary had been describing a feeling of dread. Did Mary Ashford predict her own demise? We may never know, as the truth about who killed Mary Ashford is still a mystery to this day. The end. Poor thing. Yeah, it's fucking ridiculous. Well, that's... Oh. Oh, I shouldn't... What were you going to say? I was going to... I was jumping the gun. I was going to be like, do you think he did it? Oh. We can't talk about that right now. Well, hold on. We'll get to that. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm excited. I got excited. Now we have our second murder, who is Barbara Forrest. And when I tell you about this murder, it's going to kind of line up and you'll see why. It's going to sound really familiar. It's going to sound really familiar. Like you may have heard it before. Two seconds ago. Mm -hmm. So on the night of May 27th, 1974. So, 157 years after, if I did my math right, which... I'm not checking it, so... I may yes. have done it wrong. Yes, it is. Barbara went out dancing with her boyfriend. They had been celebrating Whit Monday, which I have written as a Christian holiday. It's the seventh Sunday after Easter, which commemorates the descent of the Holy Spirit upon Christ's disciples. Okay, so you went more into detail about that than me. Good. Don't know. I don't even know any of what <laughs> All of our information means. might be wrong, but... I... No idea. I think it sounds totally right. Didn't even know that there was a holiday. I said that. something that it had something to do with Easter and its date, and but said the same thing. So. I don't even know that that's a holiday. Like I, no, we've never heard of it before. So I asked Alexa. Oh, did you? I did. What did she say? I mean, she sort of gave me some information, but I still had to Google it. Maybe it's something that they only celebrate over there. It has to be a British thing. We'll see. Hmm. Okay, so where am I? Okay, 
So they were out till 1 a.m., which is very conservative considering that the other ones were out till 4 a.m. But this is when her boyfriend drops her off at a bus stop and he would be the last person to see her alive. Because eight days later, on June 4th, Barbara's Barbara's body was found dead in some like high grass kind of area. And her body was partially naked because she had been raped and strangled, Hmm. which is very sad and weird because so one, she died the same date Mm -hmm. as Mary. They were found the same way in like a ditchy kind of area. I I believe they were found like a hundred yards from each other. Within 300 yards. 300 yards. Okay. Which is crazy on its own. Yeah, it really is. So you think that they would question her boyfriend because he was the last person to see her alive, but they did not. They They didn't? No. Um, He had... You know, an alibi? Yes. Oh, okay. Dropped her off, did all that good stuff. Police questioned her coworker, Michael Thornton. Hmm. Ding, ding, ding. Sounds familiar. Same last name as our suspect from earlier. So, he, Michael Thornton was a child care officer at Pike Children's Home, which is the same place that Barbara worked at. And they even found blood on his trousers. Trousers. Very British. But he said he had an alibi and his mother was trying to go with it until police realized that both him and the mom were lying. So he had a false false alibi, which kind of makes it look super suspicious along with, you know, the blood on his pants. But whatever. Unfortunately, though, the case was thrown out due to lack of evidence, which I don't know how there's lack of evidence, but... So, no trial by battle? Mm-hmm. No trial by battle. Uh-huh. But clearly, it was 74. It was a different time, and DNA testing was not what it's like today. And if you're at home playing the playing the hauntings and homicide drinking games, I feel like I just said it. it was a different time. Gotta do it every episode now. <laughs> gotta do it. So, like I said, the case was thrown out due to lack of evidence. But this is kind of creepy because it also goes back to Mary's case. Barbara also had the same feeling of dread that Mary had and was quoted saying, this is going to be my unlucky month. I just know it. Don't ask me why. And unfortunately, that was true. Mm. So very sad. So her murder was never proven either? Her murder is still a closed case, but no, cold case. Yeah. I was going somewhere with that. A cold case. But what I did hear is that they are trying to reopen it. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Really? Oh, they definitely should. Because that's the crazy so thing. Weird. So technically, what, that's like 40-something years ago? No. 74? No. 50? We don't do math here. It's it's a rule. The, the rule is we don't do math. Long time ago. It was a different time. <laughs> it was a different time. <laughs> but thankfully, because... Our DNA testing and season of justice. We're going back. Mm-hmm. So we're coming for everybody. Hopefully, we can get some closer to that. Definitely. So they were both twenty years old. They are both twenty. Apparently, they had the same birthday, but we don't know what that birthday we is. Don't. We couldn't find it anywhere on the mm-hmm. internet, so. I'm questioning that piece of... The internet's a weird place. Yes. But... You'll find the weirdest, most 
random facts, but then we can't find their birthdays. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. But they did both die on May 27th. Mm-hmm. They were both raped and strangled. Both arrested a guy named Thornton. Uh, the murders occurred at the same time of day. Yes. Same holiday, same all that good right. stuff. Right. I guess they both changed into a different dress. They did, because apparently, we don't know, but apparently this is a fancy holiday, so it's a big deal. And, yeah. Um, they both had feelings of dread before their death. Mm-hmm. And they even looked similar. They did, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. We'll post photos at some point. Yeah, I mean, Mary's photo is old as fuck. <laughs> it's yeah. not really a photo, it's, it's a, a drawing. drawing. But they look really similar. If you were going to do an old timey photo, like an old timey drawing of Barbara Forrest, it would do the same thing. It would Mary. look like that picture of oh, for Mary sure. Ashford. Oh, for sure. So that's a lot of similarities, and I'm uncomfortable. Do you have any theories as to why they might like this, what this is or so I fell into like a little bit of a rabbit hole. Did you go and read it? I did. I did too. And I want to say what I read, if I can sum it up properly was apparently Thornton is not a very common last name Mm. and apparently no one in England has it. So I think what I had read, keep in mind, this was also late at night. Um, someone had thought that they were like, a, they were repeating like somewhere along the line, both Thorntons are related. Mm-hmm. And so that they strategically went to go replicate the murder, which that's weird. It's any theory yeah. that you could have about this is going to be weird. Yeah. Um, I think it's too close to just be like a simple coincidence. Like, it's yeah, n- no, yeah, something. Someone, something's rotten out. in Denmark. Yeah, absolutely not. I've thought about this a lot because I've known about this case for a couple years. Yeah, how'd you hear about it? Was it like on case files or something? <laughs> Unsolved murders. Yeah, I watch so many shows and yeah, and they stuff. all kind of blur together. And you know, you know, anything that's X Files ish, mm-hmm. I'm all about it. So I couldn't tell you where I first got this one, but I remember when I first heard about it, I went completely apeshit. Mm-hmm. I read it to my mom, like I you were telling I, everyone I, I about was, it. I was like, you need to hear this insane story. Most people just think I'm nuts, but whatever. Um, I think. What if I'm going to go so crackpot here. What if someone's like cursed in some way and they have to keep reliving the same like lifetime groundhog day, but on a scale, like groundhog life. (laughs) I don't feel like that's so far fetched. I mean, I think a lot of people probably would think that's far-fetched. Well, I mean, then they're probably also not listening to our podcast. Probably not. But I feel like if you believe in past lives and stuff like that, sometimes it can happen. Like, I What can... if these people are just... It's two people. It's Thornton and yeah. the girl. What if they just keep repeating this? Yeah. It could be. What if... You know, what if time travel exists and they've come back and oh, no. they try changing their names and living different lives? I just but then fell down this rabbit hole last week, the time travel rabbit I'm like, hole. it could happen. 
But it's weird to think because we do have different movies, like movies and TV series about stuff like this, maybe not on that level, but like Russian Doll, where she's having to like relive her life every single day. Well, maybe instead of it just being a day, it's you're just constantly reliving it. Like your whole actual lifespan, I guess. Yeah. Right. So that's plausible. It's just just a theory I'm throwing out there. You know, I don't know. So those are kind of the two main theories. Like it's a like Thornton's a descendant, and he's yeah. Even that though, like that's so much. Atti- like, but then that what? would that would actually bring up a whole different thing about murders and stuff like that. If it's a, because then that kind of fascinates me a little bit. If he is a relative, then to me that brings up the whole topic with murders. If it's a genetic thing oh. or if it's a learned behavior. Well, I think it's uh both. Yeah. It's um your some people are predisposed to being a sociopath mm-hmm. and then it's like a f- switch yeah. that gets flipped. You Maybe they're raised in a really great way, and so that flip, that switch never gets flipped. Because your childhood has a lot to do with it. Exactly. So if you're raised in a horrible situation, exactly. that's yeah. the switch getting flipped. And that's then... going to bring me to my... I'll circle back to that later. Are you sure? Yeah. Oh, okay. Because um, of my obsession this week. Oh. It, oh, I'm not going to guess. I feel like I know what it is. Yeah, probably. Okay. Um, so... I think it would be really difficult for a descendant of Abraham Thornton to be, like, researching all this stuff. And maybe there's, like, diaries left behind or whatever. And he's like, someday I'm going to do exactly the same yeah. thing. And I'm going to find someone with the exact same birth date and it looks like her. Because that's so that's hard. So, so hard. Like, that's specific too specific. Detail, yeah. yeah. That's... No. I think maybe he... It's possible he's a descendant and he has this, like, pre- predisposed um, will mm-hmm. to commit the same crime because it's not genetic, but fate. So, I don't know. I think it's crazy, though, because they both had that feeling of dread. So, yeah. maybe they are the same person, just... That's my guess. Different lifespans. They're... It's reincarnated. Also, apparently, Mary Ashford, some people say that her grave is haunted, so maybe she's oh. maybe she's not being reincarnated anymore. She's just a ghost now. Oh. Well, that's interesting. <laughs> maybe it's Barbara and not Mary. It, well, they're the same, so. Yeah. You know what? This is getting really complicated. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. But someone's haunting something, maybe. Yeah. I read... Uh, Apparently there's a website called findagrave.com. Have you heard of this? Yes. And then you could see anyone's grave. And I looked at Mary Ashford's grave and she has like this really weird, like, quote on her grave that's kind of slut-shamey. 
So I didn't put it down because I'm like, you know what? No. It's kind of like warning females of like being promiscuous. And I'm like, what the so fuck? So basically her family was like, sorry, girl, you did this It was to like, you were out there having sex in a field. I like you it. You deserved uh, but, but, what you got. Because you know. That's, and I was like, I'm not repeating this. This is fucked up. But on that same website, I saw that her grave is haunted or whatever. Yeah, because she's probably like, fuck you, mom. So she what, I slept with somebody. So what, I wanted some dick. Yeah. What are you going to do? <laughs> I'd be haunting people, too. I got murdered for the dick. Anyway, um, I guess, do you have any more thoughts? No, I think that's pretty much it. If you have theories about this case, please let us know. It's actually a really interesting case, even if you just want to go, like, Google it really quick, or you can go on Reddit. I feel like we covered everything. Yeah. But if you want to do your own research, that's fine. But please let me know what your theories are, because this one I think about all the time. I always just think it's, like, I know from my personal feelings, like, if I've watched something on TV or heard it in a podcast, I always want to kind of look and be like, oh, that's crazy, like, or see if there's anything else that you picked up that we haven't or whatever. So Mm -hmm. I always am like, yeah. You go look at it yourself. Like, go see if there's something that piques your interest about it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how it couldn't. I think this one's fascinating. Yeah. So go love this one. and explore. Definitely. And then come talk to us. Yes. Because I, I want to talk about this case all day, every day, forever. Anyway. On that note, we're going to get to some of your guys' questions. I want to hear some questions. I have one on here that's just for you. Oh, I think I wrote that one down. Oh, you did? Okay. Um, Let's see. So, Tanner wants to know... Where do we get this question from? uh, From from Tanner. No, but Facebook, Instagram? Uh, Texting. Texting. He texted me this. Okay. I have a lot on here that you don't have. Yeah, I figured. Because everyone's up in my inbox 24-7. Yeah. Okay. Um... What has drawn you to the paranormal aspects of the cases you investigate? Does that intrigue you more than the mundane explanations? I like that Mm. question. That one's a thinker. For me, um, I battle a lot. I sometimes like the, like, everyday black and white. Sorry. I like the everyday black and white, like, oh, this person died just leave it at that, be done. Because sometimes it's better to have an explanation than to be like, well, actually, scratch that, something spooky happened, and we can't 100% prove it, so I think the unknown is scarier than... Definitely. What, you know, I feel like I'm wording that all wrong. No, I understand what you're saying. Um, I definitely prefer it when we can, like, Definitely, like yeah. There's definitely. like a when we definitive can, answer. When we can, this is what happened. We can almost entirely rule out the yeah. paranormal because then it's a little bit less terrifying. Mm-hmm. If someone breaks into your house and is trying to kill you, you have a chance to like fight back. Mm-hmm. But if it's a ghost trying to you murder you, what are you going to do? What are you you do? don't. You don't. You're screwed. Um. What has drawn me to the paranormal aspect of the cases you investigate? Uh, does that intrigue you more? It definitely intrigues me more, but it also scares me more. Yeah. So, like we just said, we we like to rule that out. Um, 
what draws me to the paranormal aspect. I don't know. I was born that way. I don't know what to tell you. I've always been, it's just, it's just something know. you've always been interested in. I just in. can't. Yeah. It's just always been there. Um, here's a, here's a good one for you. Um, are there any cases you've covered or plan on covering that you would like to investigate in person? I have one that I always bring up, but we're just trying to figure out an actual connection to it. And actually when Heather first approached me about the podcast, I instantly thought Winchester murders. Like, you want to go to the Winchester house? I do. Holy shit. Chris has been there before and he talked to me about it and I'm, I want to go. It scares me, but I want to go. Okay. Um, growing cause long story short, nobody knows what it's about. I'm texting Chris right now. (laughs) What what's her name? Was her name Sarah and something the wife? I forget what the wife's name was, but basically she claims that the ghost of the victims that have died from the Winchester rifle are coming to her, haunting her, and that is why she needs to constantly be working on her house. That's why she needs to create these rooms with doors that go nowhere, um, stairs that go nowhere. nowhere, I think it's so fascinating. And so I would actually want to go. I think it's really cool that she's got that blue room Mm -hmm. that she just went to every night. I guess she spent like an hour in there every night, just communing with the spirits. Mm -hmm. So I would honestly, I'm terrified of that house, but I would also want to go. Yeah. I'm terrified, but it sounds interesting. Okay. Um, trying to think if there's some place I'd like to go. I want to I want to go to the Cecil Hotel, even though it's not called yeah. anymore. You know this. Yes. I've explained this on the podcast. Not news. We're going. You want to go play the elevator We're going. game? I, no. <laughs> but I want to go drink in the bar. Yeah. I just want to drink in the bar. Yeah. I'm not going upstairs. I'm not going to go fuck around. I just want to see what the energy feels like. Actually, I will say there's one other place that I would like to go. Where? Um, New Orleans. Oh, yeah. Because I would like... I feel like, and I feel awful saying this because by no means do I want to anger anybody or anger any spirits that could possibly be listening. I'm scared. But I think it would be really interesting to do a case that kind of involves like black magic or like hoodoo or something like that. Cause that's very prevalent in new Orleans. I'll find you one and try to like, cause you know, you can do ghost tours. You could do like, it's a very real of Yes. That's like instantly who I think of, but obviously do it in such a respectful manner. I'll, I'll find you something. Um, who asked that question? These are all from Tanner. Oh, I'll let you know when it's a different person. Uh, do you have any personal experience with the preternatural that you would feel comfortable sharing? So do you have any like supernatural? I personally don't myself. No, nothing. Um, because I try to avoid all that stuff, like the yeah. plague. I don't I, invite any. No. I saw a UFO. Okay. Does that count? Yeah. I finally saw one, like, four and a half years ago or something, and it was... So I always, I always wanted to see a UFO. I didn't want to get abducted, because that's my worst nightmare. Um, but I did, I did see one. And I was in a car full of other people who also saw it. So I'm not, I can, it can be corroborated. Ooh. I'm not a psychopath. Well, anyway, um, I think that's, 
Yeah, it was really cool. The lights were this, like, blue color that you just don't see in other aircraft. Yeah. It was really freaky looking. And it was Interesting. On, it was on our way driving to Oakland. Oh. And it was crazy. And I was like, it's finally happening. <laughs> it's my time. I, X-Files I, is real. Yeah, I'm like, I knew it. I knew it. Everyone else in the car is like, what is happening? And I'm like, it's finally happening. Oh my God. Yeah. It was awesome. Okay. So Alex wants to know, I really want to ask if y'all have looked into or heard the allegations by Danny Lutz that George was majorly into the occult and he moved there with the intention of awakening something because of the house's history and that everything that happened was because of him. Do you know anything about that? So the son is saying that the father Uh intentionally moved them there. This is about Amityville, by the way. Yes. For context. Covered two episodes ago? Yeah. Three. Four. I don't know. (laughs) It's all blur. It's like two weeks ago. It's the one before Heaven's Gate. Wait, no. That's wrong. No, that's wrong. See, I think it's (laughs) It's three weeks old. Yeah. Uh, At least by the time of this podcast. I have no idea. We covered it a Look, couple episodes We did though. it a while ago. Go listen or don't. Um, I wish... You know what? I'm not going to believe that because I did watch the documentary that The Sun put out, and I don't remember him saying that anywhere. I feel like I would have remembered because I feel like Chris, like Chris and I would have had a discussion about that. I don't know. I think... I mean, I think, I feel like we talked about it during the Amityville episode, but I just, I don't think any of it was real. Here's what I think about this. I think, so George has talked about the fact that in the military, Mm -hmm. he learned some like meditation exercises Mm -hmm. And was really into meditation and, like, taught his wife meditation and Mm -hmm. stuff. And I think maybe Danny is, like, exaggerating. Yeah. I mean, like, they were into witchy shit. It's like, it was meditation. Yeah. He probably learned some, like, breathing exercises. And it's like, you are blowing this out of proportion. Danny's an interesting person, though. Because, and I feel bad. And I think it goes back to what I was just talking about, how it's sometimes better to feel like, oh, no, it's so black and white. Like, this isn't what happened. But he really believes that the house was haunted. He believes that all of it was real. Um, in the documentary, he goes to Ed and Lor- Ed and, no, what, what are their names? Ed and Lorraine. But at this time, Ed was dead, so it was Lorraine. Um and they talked about everything that happened, and they do firmly believe that there were squeaky shit happening. I just don't believe it. But I think that's just easier for me to say that. Yeah. Like I said, I still stand by the fact that I think maybe there was something going mm-hmm. on, but it definitely wasn't as dramatic as is. Like, maybe they felt a chill here and there. Yeah. And, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then they just built on that Mm -hmm. I I don't think there was green ooze coming out of any locks and that anyone Mm -mm. screamed get out at anybody or I like that question though that's a really good question okay 
So this one's really cute. Um, Alex also asks, on a scale of one to five ghost emojis, how haunted do you rate the Elisa Lamb and Bella and the Witch Elm cases? Which we didn't have that rating system back then. So we did not. We have to do it now. We also didn't rate this case we just did, so we should also add that one on there. Yes. <laughs> um, Bella and the Witch, Witch Elm, I feel like that wasn't... I don't know, actually. That's a hard one. I feel like I, like a 2.5. I would give it a 1. I was going to give it a 1. I but feel I like it was framed to look like a 5 out yeah, of 5 ghost emojis. I was going to say, I'm like, I really think it probably was this, like, asshole... What were they? German spies? Or some shit like that? German spy. Or it was the dude that owned the property. Oh, that's right. And it was his mistress or whatever. I think they were very clever in covering it up. Yeah. I think they were like, let's make it look really freaking spooky. Yeah. And we'll blame it on the gypsies. And we'll blame it on the witches and the Satanists or whatever. Mm -hmm. I think it was framed to look that way. Whereas um, Elisa Elisa Lamb is a more complicated story. I give that a five. I'm going to... I think it was... um, Half haunted and half not. I think the the hotel influenced someone into killing her. Well, I guess that... So I'll give it a four. I feel like the hotel draws people into it. I think the hotel's evil. I think it's a Stephen yes. King building. Yes. And it's evil. And anyone who stays there or whatever is going to be influenced Case in point, why Heather wants us to go get a drink. Well, I just want to drink there. I didn't say let's live there. I'm going to need some protection before we <laughs> I think that one, you know what? I will tell you why that one spooks me out. And it's more so because now every time I go into an elevator, I think, is this going to be it? I know. We were in an elevator, what, last week? And yeah. it was, like, borderline hyperventilating. But that, was, that was more me being scared we were going to get stuck in it. Yeah. And it was hot as fuck. And it's janky. I also don't appreciate that my loving boyfriend, every time we're in an elevator that has more than um, 13 floors, wants to scare the living shit out of me and pretend that he's going to hit every button. And I have many panic attacks, but it's fine. That's not nice. (laughs) But it's fine. I would cry. I would cry. So that one scares me because I believe in the elevator game and I would never want to I believe try in it. the elevator game too even though it sounds stupid I would if, never want to If try. I was in an elevator with someone they were like I'm going to play the elevator game I'd be like you are I'm getting the fuck out of here Do whatever you want but I'm gone And also um did you guys ever watch the movie was it Devil I don't know. I it don't took know. place in an elevator. Oh, I think I saw advertisements for that I'm like oh a horror movie about an elevator That's Absolutely not. So Bottom line, I hate elevators. Lisa Lamb's case made me hate elevators, which I've I never already had hated before. I already hated them. I hate elevators. So I rate that one a five. I'm claustrophobic. Yeah. So we were in the elevator, and I'm like, well, the good news is if we get stuck in here, I'm going to pass out within 30 seconds. So. It's only a floor. I would have gotten this out like Jason Statham style. Oh, oh I yeah? I would have popped the top open. I had my bag with me with like. <clears throat> multiple clothes and shoes. I would have made a tightrope or something. We would have been fine. Oh, yeah? It was only a floor. Okay. We would have been fine. I don't know. Okay. So, Alex is... This one's hard. Who's your guest star goals? Like, if you could have anyone on the planet on the show, who would your number one be? I've been thinking about this since yesterday, and I... Mm. 
I'm stumped. I'm... Okay, so who would you choose? So I technically have two answers. Okay. One of them is, of course, I would like someone very prolific in, like, the true crime scene. Like who? Um, I don't necessarily have one singular person, but I would just like to talk to all the people and have all the guest hosts that have a, a clear connection to a case. You want some first degree I want some first on? degree okay. action. I want someone who is involved, was involved, was a degree away in some kind of paranormal aspect of a true crime case. Hmm. I think we could probably make that happen. I'm sure we could. I think that's something that we can do down the line. Yeah. I think that would be interesting just to hear someone's actual, you know, them recounting the events Mm -hmm. of what happened. I think that's my final answer. Okay. That's a good answer. I did not expect that. I didn't think of that at all. Um, the number one person that I would want to have on here is dead and that's Carrie Fisher. So that sucks. She's never going to be on my podcast. Unless her ghost comes here. That would, there, there you go. Or maybe That's we can take, check we can talk to, um, what's the daughter? Billy? Billy? Yeah. Okay. And then we could get... I'd be like, um, so while you're here, can we, like, do a seance and, like, talk to your mom and be, like, the most obnoxious people on the planet? No, we're not doing that. Um, I... Mm, mm, I'm gonna be so lame right now. Um, <laughs> I... My hero is Karen Kilgariff. Mm-hmm. I would super love for her to be on our podcast, even though I'd be so nervous and weird. I need you t- to what? have a little bit more gumption, I guess. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. I know where this is going, and I don't like it. You should have tried to. No. Like- oh, my God. Dude, I lost my mind. <laughs> I was going to burst into tears just from looking at her. I know, but I come from the, like, you never know what's going to happen. You never know when your time's going to end, when her time's going to end. You need to just go I out and do it. I definitely learned my lesson in that way because there was a, like, meet and greet option for Carrie Fisher at a con that I went to. And I was like, I'll get her next time. And then she died. And I was like, I, I've never thought more about anything in my life. It's like, I really fucked up there. I, and I know you're very conscious about what you're going to say and how you're going to say oh, things. Yes. Like, it does not matter. It, it does. No, it doesn't. Like, I don't even remember my conversation with half of the people that I've met that I, like, really love and care about. But it's just the fact that, like, I went and I can actually say that I had a conversation with them. They're, you're right. So, just do it. Okay. Next time. Next time, I will practice my speech like I did for Cassandra Peterson a million trillion times just do it and nail it so that I don't burst into tears when I meet her okay god forbid anything happens to Karen Kilgariff praise Jesus (laughs) next question spectacles testicles wallet and watch next question next question um okay we didn't um rate the, There's a couple episodes we didn't rate. I know, I but the one we just it. did, we didn't rate it. Oh, um, I don't think it's necessarily a ghost paranormal aspect, so I'm gonna rate it pretty low. I'll give it like a one and a half. I think it's more so somebody was just weird and wanted to commit the same murder twice. I'm gonna go opposite, and I'm gonna give it five. You think I it's think a past it is life? super weird. Yeah. I think that's way too many 
coincidences, mm-hmm. and it's not haunted, but it's paranormal. It's paranormal, yeah. Um, so this question is for you. Okay. Do you think you've gotten a little braver since starting the podcast? No. No? No. <gasps> I think if... I don't think that's true. I think more so of anything, I am more... I feel like... I've learned... Okay. This is what I learned. I need to stop procrastinating and doing my research Sunday nights when I'm scared and you're scared on Sunday nights? Well, no, but like just nighttime. I need to stop doing things at night because this is what happens. My boyfriend and I will be hanging out. He'll be watching TV. I'll be doing my research. I'll be getting my stuff ready for the next day. And then when I send him on his merry way to go back home and I'm locking up the house, I scare myself every time and I run up the stairs. So I have not gotten any braver. I just need to learn when to not research things and that is at night when I get scared Mm -hmm. if anything what the podcast has done is made me a little bit more I guess open to certain things but I'm still terrified of them okay that's fair yeah I don't know I think in some ways you have gotten a little braver because when we first started this podcast you said you were never gonna go ghost hunting you were never gonna go to any of these places and now you're more open to going Here's my thing, and I could sound stupid. Like, going to the Winchester house, I don't feel like it's actively scary, so I don't consider that, like, ghost hunting. I think it's scary. I feel like going in, you may feel like a dark presence. Goody. But I don't feel like we're going to walk in and there's going to be a book flying off no, the shelf. No, I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. I would pass out. I'll do that versus going to freaking what's the one in Long Beach? Queen Mary. You've been to the Queen Mary. I've been, but, like, I've never, I, it's, like, a quick in and out. Like, okay. I wouldn't want to go and explore things, because to me, that feels like a very active I have. I've investigated the Queen Mary three times, and I've never seen or felt any, well, that's not true. I felt something, mm-hmm. but I didn't see anything, nothing, like, absolutely concrete happened. I've interviewed people. And like I said, it's like a 50-50. Some yeah. people say, oh, it's definitely haunted. I've seen blah, blah, blah. And then other other employees will laugh at you. Mm-hmm. So it just depends. Yeah. But I love the Queen Mary. Um, I'm not scared. Of the, I've spent the night at the Queen Mary. At no, least I twice. I don't think I would do that. I think I would pass. Okay. So both Lana, who is our tech... Does she have an official title? Tech manager? Saves our ass. Just all-around hero. And hvargas1980 on Instagram. They both have this question. Um, what story will always be a no for you? Exorcist. Yeah. So... <laughs> we're Not even, like, a... Like, we're both um, very adamant about never covering any possession mm-hmm. cases. So we don't have, like, a particular... Even though technically Danny says that he was possessed on Amityville. Right, but... That was something else. It's That's kind of, like, a fringe aspect to that case. And there's so much going on there. So, yeah, we're um, not in a particular case we're a hard no on, just anything re- related to possession. No, I straight up don't want to cover The Exorcist. Well, the Exorcist is... Or the fact that the movie was cursed. 
Okay. Well, we don't have to do that. And we're never doing anything possession-related. Yeah. I think that's the only thing that we have that's a hard no. Mm, yeah. I think anything. Yeah. For sure, that's a hard no for me. Possession. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not doing that. So, Cecilia writes... I'd like to have you both explain what murder or haunt is your absolute favorite. And I asked her if she meant Mm -hmm. a case that we've covered, and she said not Mm -hmm. necessarily. So just anything in general. Does it have to be a murder that has a paranormal No, she says murder or haunt. So I think we can go really wide there. Okay, I'm going to take it and I'm going to expand it, and I'm going to do a murderer. A murderer? Yes. Okay. I'm intrigued. I really want to go talk to the BTK killer. You want to talk I do. to the BTK? I have... He fascinates me so much. He's scary. He fascinates me so damn much. Why? Because I think it's crazy how he literally was able to, like, compartmentalize certain parts of his life. And, like, today I'm the serial killer. And he had a wife. Tomorrow and... I'm a husband, yeah. a pastor, and a father. True. Like... That, to me, is so crazy, and the fact that he's probably not the only one. And he had kids. He had kids. Yeah. I just started listening to, like, I just am fascinated by, oh, God, this sounds so awful. Oh, no. Serial killers and how their minds work is fascinating to me. Okay, yes, that's true. I just started listening to a podcast called The Clearing about, what's his name, Ed Edwards? Mm-hmm. He had killed, like, multiple people. He got out of jail, was reformed, sure. had a family, and his daughter actually turned him in. Because mm-hmm. there was a bunch of murders that were unsolved, and she's like, I think it was my father. Like, Crazy. I'm just fascinated by people that have, that literally are able to turn off the switch and be like, okay, today I'm not a serial killer. I'm a father, but then, okay, now I'm back to being a serial killer. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just so crazy to me. That makes sense. So... Long story and short, so BTK many of them me. have that aspect, yeah. like Ted Bundy, mm-hmm. because Anne Rule was good friends with him and could not believe that he he's was capable doing of it. This. Yes, and you know a lot of them. I'm not going to get into all. Of them. I know. <laughs> I can't. Um, okay. I'm going to say. I have a case that is my obsession. Mm-hmm. Like, it's my all-time end-all-be-all favorite case. You want we have not kind of done it yet. I think we will. Will it fall under our jurisdiction? I think it does. Okay. I'm saying yes. Uh, the Somerton Man? Do you know? No. You probably do know it. You just yeah. don't know it by that name. He's the guy that died in Australia, and he died under very mysterious circumstances. They don't, to this day, know his identity. Um, he was found, like, near a beach oh, in a suit. Yeah. It had the... This is a while ago, right? Oh, yeah. It was the 40s. Yeah. I okay. I remember and that. it had the tags cut out, so it yeah. was spy-related. Mm-hmm. And there's a bunch of other really creepy stuff. Yeah around that case that's just so wild Mm -hmm. and that's my favorite case ever there's also a case called the Easdall woman that's really similar because I think spy related for her as well um and that one's 
and so she was like burned alive. Shit. And it, people say it like it was ruled a suicide, but you can't burn yourself like that. It's she also had like a ton of sleeping pills in her system and they found her suitcase, which has like a bunch of wigs and stuff in it. So it looks like spy related mm-hmm. again. So basically anything spy related, I'm obsessed with. All right. Anything super Black Widow like. <sighs> Anyway, um, we're not going to do this now. Um, Monica says, what inspired you to start the podcast? And then there's another question, but it's completely unrelated. So we'll circle back to that. Um, So I wanted to start the podcast because I really love true crime and paranormal shit And I feel like there just isn't enough talk about paranormal aspects of certain cases. And I wanted to do it. Also, The X-Files is my favorite show. And everything in my life seems to relate to that somehow. And um, I just wanted to pay more attention to paranormal aspects to true crime cases that I felt weren't getting their uh, due attention. Mm-hmm. Like people weren't paying enough attention to those certain aspects of these cases. Because they'll just go, oh yeah, there might be like a crazy, like and like with Bella. Yeah. Uh, anyway, and I'm like, scoot no. on over, like, let's keep going. No, that. Um, and then I really wanted Selena to be on it with me. And I was scared to ask her, honestly, I was like, what if she says no? (laughs) Like, it'll break my heart if she says no, but I really, you actually asked me when I was driving home and I was talking to Chris and he's like, Oh my God, that sounds so exciting. That's nice. Yeah. He was like, you should do it. I was was really getting on it. Uh, I didn't know what to do. I was driving home and I was getting on the freeway at, um, Weird Canyon, and it was, like, bumper-to-bumper traffic. It was, I think you texted me at, like, 4 or 5 or something like that. And, yeah, I was talking to Chris, and he was, like, like forever ago. He's like, that sounds so cool. You should totally do that. And then was like, you should do this case, this case, and this case. Like, he was, like, rambling on, like. It's because Chris and I are best friends. You guys have a weird relationship. We're best friends. It's because they're the same person. He likes me better than you. (laughs) They're the same person. That's what I've decided. Um... But yeah, so I started the podcast and Selena was really like the person I had in mind to do this with. And I didn't know what to do. <laughs> she said no. <laughs> I was like, do I have to stop getting my hair done? She says no. Like, what do I do? Like, I'll cry. Um, so I got super lucky and she said yes. And she actually showed up and did it. So... I just was too chicken to start anything on my own because I don't want to be, like, one girl talking. I didn't think it's, I would ever do it. Yeah. It's I think that scary. Was it's, it's hard. But when you, when you, when Heather approached me to do this one, it's like, oh, you have to have accountability. Well, so I, it's someone that's like, I oh, knew you liked True Crime. No, and I do, and I love it. So I think that was, like, a perfect segue into, like, starting a podcast. Mm-hmm. That was a really long story. Mm-hmm. But, Yeah. It, it, it's funny how things just come up when they're supposed to. Yeah. I, I think sometimes I'm so ambitious that I don't even believe myself. 
so when I was like, let's start a podcast, I'm like thinking, are you really going to do that though? It's a lot of work. And then I fucking did. Yeah. And I'm still surprised. Yeah. I feel like we have a little good, we have a good thing going. I can't believe I did that. Monica also asks, um, what is your can't live without cosmetic item? Because we both always look so gorgeous. Thank you. <laughs> if you saw us right now, <laughs> you might be surprised. I've got a bunch of little breakouts <laughs> happening. I have no makeup. I'm red My as a tomato. Still wet. I think it's still dry in about another hour or two. Um, I have thought about this question a lot, and I can't take it down to one. I can take it to three. I can't take it to one. I think so I, I will can... be selfish. All right, say three. I'll liner, say three. lashes, and lipstick. My three L's okay. that I live by. Okay. Liner, lashes, and lipstick. That's it. I will go without like any makeup. I just need my lipstick, my liner, and my lashes. I feel like I have the same answer. Mm-hmm. Because when I put on just a little bit of eyeliner, it looks so different. Mm-hmm. And also remember that time I was doing makeup at, at your salon and you were like, and I'm like, I feel like I look like shit. And you were like, you don't have your lashes on yet. And I was like, you're right. But I don't know. I don't know if it's going to make that. I don't know if it's going to fix this, but it did. Lashes make the world. Lashes. Are, you got to do it. But I have to put this little caveat in there. Please don't go walking around with Bambi lashes when you don't have anything else going on. You need to have a little something. It bothers me. You mean like when people don't do any eye makeup uh, and just put lashes on? Yeah. And I know everyone's into lash extensions. I get that and I understand that and I'm all for it. But you can't... You got to balance things out. You can't just go walking around totally. with these like Bambi also, lashes. Also like if you don't take a little <laughs> mascara and like smell yeah. your lashes to your lashes and then do the bottom it, lashes. It bothers me. It looks insane. I love a good lash. You have to do a little bit of work But there. now there's, like, they're taking lash extensions way too far and I've seen some that are, like, a drag lash as, like, an everyday this is what you wake up with and I'm like, oh, please don't do that. Mm-hmm. You need to balance. I'm obsessed with the Sayate glitter flip Lipsticks. Oh yeah, you wear it like every day. I wear it every day. Yeah, it has changed my life. You like that? So one that's a big one for me. Um, I feel like a different person. Yeah, when I have there's like one specific color that I wear all the time, and it's just a game changer, mm-hmm. and I love it. And I'm like, oh, I actually feel confident. Mm-hmm. So that's that. Um, so Ms. Dot underscore fits on Instagram asks, when did you develop this fascination? And I assume she means the true crime. Paranormal. I think so. Yeah. I was scared of everything. I kid you not. I actually would not watch criminal minds because I would be, cause it would terrify me so much into thinking that that could happen. But I will remember, okay. It also, at the time I was dating, um, I was dating a guy who was a cop, going to be a cop, whatever. And I remember him telling me, you need to take your sticker. I had a Hello Kitty sticker decal on my car and, like, a license plate holder. And he's like, you need to take that off. Someone's going to target you. Why? Because it's it's an easy target. Like, if there was some crazy person that, you know, was going around trying to kidnap women or rape women or whatever, are you going to go to the freaking 
black car that has nothing on it, or you can go to the black car that has a Hello Kitty sticker and a Hello Kitty license plate and all that shit. That makes sense, I guess. So I used to just be terrified of everything because I was scared that all that stuff was going to come true, and it can. So I used to shut out true crime completely, and I don't really know what made me switch to, like, liking it. I feel like I've always been the opposite. It's like, the more I know, the more prepared I can Mm -hmm. be. You know? Yeah. So... It's kind of the same idea. It's the same anxiety. It's just a different approach to it. I will tell you, though, I still get scared of everything. And my boyfriend and I got into a little bit of fight the other day because Heather, me, and him were walking from a book signing. It was late at night. Oh, yeah. I'm scared of everything. And I think because of watching true crime and listening to it and the whole aspect I'm so aware of situations and it makes me paranoid and I remember there was a guy keep in mind there was a fire truck that was out something had happened so all the neighbors are out and about looking on the street but I saw a guy peep out really quick and then peep back in and it like freaked me out Mm -hmm. so even though I know more it's still a scary world and so it's well, just, it's, it's scary. Forewarned is forearmed. So the fact that you were being alert yeah. and aware of your surroundings was smart. Mm-hmm. And, like, obviously I was walking way ahead of you guys and mm-hmm. I kept, like, waiting for you guys to catch up because I didn't want to be that far ahead because I was worried about it, too. It was really dark on the street. It was really dark. So. And then the street was super unpaved. It was really janky. Mm-hmm. Like, the sidewalk was really janky. And I wore heels, so I was, like, off-roading with heels on, like, a janky street. It was not easy to walk. Mm-mm. So, I would have been an easy target. Totally. But, yeah, I don't really know where my switch came from liking true crime, to be honest. I think, if anything, I honestly, I don't even know. I don't know if there was one case that, like, got me to kind of come to the dark side. Because I'm not kidding you. I used to hate all of it. I wouldn't even watch Criminal Minds. Like, I don't know where it switched. Hmm. Well, for me, I feel like I was born obsessed with the supernatural. Mm. That's just always... I, I couldn't tell you. It's just been there my whole life. But my mom was really into true crime. Like I said in past episodes, like she was obsessed with the OJ case. Mm-hmm. And she's always been really into it. And uh, I, I guess at some point the two intersected. Yeah. So pretty much forever. I'm a Scorpio. I'm obsessed with the macabre and the darker side of things and, you know, all that stuff. So, pretty much just out of the womb. Straight out of the womb. Loved it. Okay, so Kylie asked us what our favorite case is. And I assume she means that we've covered. Mm, Sure, we'll go with that. Sorry, Kylie. Since we're, we, we're going to shorten up your... We, right, because we already answered, like, our favorite case ever in general, so... Yeah. Let's... Favorite case that we've covered. You go first. Oh. Because a lot of them are ones that you... I picked them? Well, you've been... But they've also been ones that you've been fans of for... Ever. Oh, God. 
Um, Truth be told, I feel like I can't even keep track of what we've covered. Neither have I. I forget We're like, what hey, I like. last episode, and I'm like, what was it? And I'm like, huh? I think. What have we covered? A lot. <laughs> I'm not even kidding you. I'm like, what have we even done? I, are you looking at it now? I yeah. Oh, I gotta no. keep a. I think. Um. I think. You know what? I'm gonna say what our favorite episode is. I think the most fun we had on a case was Jesse Capen. You think so? Mm-hmm. I think that was the most fun we had doing an episode. Yeah. I feel like we. Well, that and Greenbrier Ghost. Funny because that Greenbrier Ghost second is episode. 45 minutes of us laughing. Yeah. That's actually my favorite. I think Greenbrier is my favorite episode. That one's my favorite favorite because I think it's just such a weird way that it came about to us. It was really weird, and we had such a good time recording that episode, yeah. and we just could not keep our shit together. That one's my favorite. To save our lives. That one's my and favorite. And we just, especially me, laughed at the dumbest shit I've ever laughed at in my life. That one's my favorite. It, yeah. I think Greenbrier is... Hilarious, but we did have a really good time. With yeah, Jesse Capen too. Yeah, those two are really good. Um, Elisa Lamb was too scary <laughs> for us to like really yeah. have that good of a time. It was just really, also, it was a I think lot we felt it. really bad for her. All the ones that were like the recent cases mm-hmm. are rough because it feels so real. Well, and it's just heavier. Yeah. Like or, you we, know, when it's a different we remember time, we can the Elisa Lamb case yeah. when it happened. So I think that makes us a little bit more predisposed mm-hmm. to being like sad. You know what I've also been waiting on what? is have they updated the Nebraska case? Because this sentencing should have happened already. Aren't they waiting on hers? Oh, are they going to wait on hers is and then he's going to have his sentencing? What was his name? Well, he slid his throat. So he's probably recovering still. Yeah, um, but his case, his, he was found guilty, but now we're just waiting for his the name sentence. is, um, Aubrey Trail. Yes, that's right. Just curious if anything's happened. No, nothing since late July. Mm. Well, anyways, we should probably put a Google alert on it so that we know. Right, right that would away. actually be smart. Okay. Next question. Our final question is, if you had a magic fortune cookie that, when opened, told you the truth of any crime slash unsolved mystery, what topic would you choose? And this is from Sputniks underscore Vintage on Instagram. That was such a good question. It's a great question. I feel like the obvious answer... And because everybody wants to know... Okay, there's just so many. Like, if we really tried to narrow... I want to know all the major unsolved cases. Obviously, the first one that stands out, and it stands out for everybody, is poor little old John Benet Ramsey. Mm -hmm. Even though I'm pretty sure we all agree that the brother did it. Anyways, that's a whole other issue. Um, Which, side note, apparently there's some crazy conspiracy theory you know i was telling you that i was watching that i'm listening to that podcast about ed edwards is that his name mm-hmm. apparently they think he killed john benet ramsey and there's some picture of him behind her and some i don't know 
but I don't know. I don't know what would be my like number one unsolved. Because I feel like Black Dahlia, we can kind of almost certainty, almost with certainty, know who did it. Zodiac Killer. Mm. We can pretty much. I have my theories on who it is. You have theories. Is it Ted Cruz? <laughs> that's fucking. That that's a whole nother issue. <laughs> um, I'm pretty oh sure that was one that he just slipped through the cracks. Like they literally were onto him, and then I don't know what happened. There are some people who say that you know the Phantom Killer from uh, they made a movie about it called The Town Who Dreaded Sundown. Mm-hmm. And he was before the Zodiac mm-hmm. Killer. So people say that was the same guy. I don't know. I forget what his name is. If I ask Chris, he'd be like, oh, it's so-and-so. I don't know. But. Uh, I wish, honestly, more so than anything, I wish I could give somebody truth serum to so I could get, like, a definitive Who answer. Who are you giving truth serum to? So this goes on. I'm sorry. It's just because it's in my head currently because I just... Oh, can I not say it then? What? I mean, it's not a spoiler if it's based on true stories. I have no idea what you're going to say. On Mindhunter? Oh. It can't be a spoiler when it's, like, based on true events, right? Nope. Is that a ruling? Yes. So I really want to know with the, um, what was his nickname? The Atlanta child killer. Child killer. So he never technically got convicted for any of the child murders. Mm-hmm. I really want to know, like, if I can give him truth serum, I want to know if he did or did not do it. Okay. That makes sense. Because that's crazy to me. Mm-hmm. He never, they literally were like, well, we got him on two adult murder charges, so we're just going to put the children cases on hold, and they never got any. Because with that one, a lot of the a lot of the own victims' families don't even believe it was him. So that's one I want clarity on. That makes sense. Because there's a whole mount of like conspiracy conspiracy theories involved with it. They believed it was a KKK member, but they didn't want to say that because then there'd be a full on race war in in Georgia. So it's easier to put it pin it on a black guy because a black guy's going to kill black children. I need to know. Okay. That, that was a very sense. long answer. It's fine. What's your it's a, kind of a nuanced question, so... <sighs> Fuck. I'm torn between the Somerton Man, which I talked about earlier, and Elisa Lamb. I really... Um... It's just really unfortunate with cases like this, and it makes you feel really sad, because God forbid anything like that happened to us. But there's a lot of different factors at hand, and there's people that are hiding information. Why are you hiding information? Yep. And um, there's stuff with the Somerton man where there's a woman who may have had his child because they have the same, like, ear, like, rare Mm -hmm. ear shape or whatever. And it's like that woman probably, she knew something, and they had the same book yeah I just mm, so much so I guess that brings us to the end 
Thanks for your questions, guys. Yeah, that was nice. Thank you. We really appreciate it. It was a fun little something different. Totally. I like to mix it up. Yeah. I liked it. It was good. Those are great questions. They are. Congratulations, guys. You actually <laughs> did better than... wasn't like, what's your favorite color? <laughs> yeah. Even though I would have gone on to a 10-minute tangent about how pink is my favorite color. That's fine. I mean, I, people know that already. People already know what our favorite colors are. Well, I would have, I would have taken it anyways. I would have too, because at least people are like, at least people give a fuck. Yeah. So no, I actually do really appreciate it. I appreciate that you took yeah, time those out of your great questions. I actually just take. I just appreciate that you guys take out the time to take time out of your lives to actually listen to us and listen to us give kind of sort of okay descriptions of on things uh-huh. um nine out of ten times on every episode i will fuck up at least five times i fucked up some shit today i say things wrong and the fact that you guys still listen is great i mean but also side note if we do pronounce something wrong Trust we don't me, care. You're not the first person. Have we already done this? I think we no. did. I don't know. Did did we explain that like we uh... We might need to go back and then really cut this out because if we date if we do say something wrong, please in a very nice way, if you feel ever so inclined to tell us, then whatever. But chances are we already know. Yeah. If you really want to be the fortieth person to write in and tell us, mm-hmm. knock yourself out. But we probably yeah. already know. You know, we're, we have a little bit of self-awareness People to understand. People really that we, like to tell us when we fuck up. Yeah. So, uh, but we can go on to a whole other tangent about that, about yeah. men and mansplaining. Mansplaining. Mm-hmm. That whole thing. Mm-hmm. Kill myself. So before this turns into a very long episode, <laughs> thank you for your questions. I thank you so much for listening to us. I appreciate it. Heather appreciates it. I do. And... Yeah. We we didn't talk about our obsession, though. Oh. We're not done. We're not done done. My obsession, if you haven't I know what guessed it, because I clearly have me. referenced it multiple times this episode, but my mans and I pretty much spent the entire weekend watching Mindhunter, and it's just such a fascinating show. It's, it's so good. Show. I was going to ask you a stupid question. What was your was question? stupid. I was going to say... Have you? This is. It's really stupid. I was gonna say, have you looked into any of the books that John Douglas has written? The mm-hmm. character that Holden Ford is based on. No, you know me. I don't read. Okay, but is Audible an option for you? You listen to podcasts. You can listen to a book. I know. You know what? Funny enough, I think now I'm gonna start buying books and then just give it to Chris so he can read it and then just tell me the synopsis of it. No, you could listen to the Audible books. I know it's the same as a podcast. I know. Do they even have like a subscription service for that? Yes. Yeah. All right. Which is what I have been doing for years. You know what? You could even use mine. You could use mine because I have them all. I'll have to. So it's just fascinating. It, John Douglas writes books. There's Mine Mindhunter is based on a book yes. called Mindhunter, mm-hmm. which is fantastic. And then he just came out with a book a couple months ago called Killer Across the Table, oh. which I loved. Oh. Yeah. Is he helping with the show? Yeah. He is? Okay. So everything's pretty true. He also consulted on um 
Silence of the Lambs, oh. which is my favorite horror movie. So, Chris and I were also doing, um, last night when we were talking, I looked up the AFI, the American Film Institute, Top 100 Movies, and that okay. is on it. Yes. So You've Chris, seen it. I haven't. <gasps> no. Oh. So, Chris is like, now you have to watch it. It's it's not. No, I know. It's a psychological thriller, blah, 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 blah. It's so good. I'll watch it. So good. Oh, my God. What's your obsession? Um... So I'm a little uh, embarrassed to admit that it took me so long to watch the show, What We Do in the Shadows, because <laughs> it's my favorite movie. Here's why. When I found out they were making a show, I was so excited because it's my favorite movie. And then I realized that Taika Waititi and Jemaine Clement were not going to be on it. And I was like, you know what? Well, then fuck you then. I'm a purist. That's my favorite movie. You can't just put new people in it. I was under the impression they were going to have different actors playing those same characters, and it broke my heart. And then I found out they were different characters, and I'm like, okay, well, maybe I'll get around. I was still, like, just kind of bumming about it because I love that movie so much. And um, it just recently got added to Hulu. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, you know, me, all right. Like, I'll give it a chance. And whatever. Also, like a couple of weeks ago, I posted on my Facebook, I asked people to give me recommendations for happy shows. Oh, that's right. Because I that. Um, I've been watching so much sad shit lately. Yeah, what was the last one that, like, what was the straw that broke the camel's back? There was a couple in a row. There was uh, uh, Wentworth. Do you watch Wentworth? It's basically... Australian Orange is the New Black. It's a prison, women's prison show. Why does that sound so familiar? And it will break your heart. It's on Netflix. You can watch. It's great. It's just so sad. And also, remember when I um, talked about Harlots being my yes. obsession? Well, they killed off a main character, and I was like... Because nine out of ten times, if you're going to watch something, they're going to kill somebody. Fuck. Mm -hmm. If they're trying to like pull a Game of Thrones, they're like, we'll kill off the main character and it'll be super controversial and people will love it. Well, I haven't watched it since, so how do you like it? How do you like that decision? Yeah. So I was like, look, people need to write in amazing shows for me that are happy, where nothing bad happens. It's just feel good all the time. And people kept writing in all these sad shows, and I was like, You're missing why are the you point. not getting the fact that I'm very sensitive to fiction? And my life is already destroyed, so please stop it. Um, and then there's a lot of shows people wrote in that I've already seen, yeah. which I'm not going to like correct them. Be like, seen it, seen it, seen it, seen it, seen it, and make everyone feel bad. So I started watching. I watched it all in one day. I watched all of what we do in the shadows, and it's amazing. Yeah, and it's perfect, and it makes me so happy, and like it just. Made it nothing. Made, nothing made me cry. Nothing made me mad. It's for, just feel good all the time. For our listeners, if they haven't watched the movie, can they watch the show? One hundred percent. Would you recommend that they watch the One, movie? Okay. I mean, sure. Watch yeah. the movie first. But it's you don't on to... Amazon Prime. But you don't have to. Okay. It's still. Um. It's because it's different characters. Mm -hmm. It's a different setting. It's a f faux documentary set up about vampires and it's a comedy and it's just perfect. It's just funny 
and great and it makes you feel good and you don't want to Heather needs a lot of that (laughs) I do these shows have ruined my life it's so sad how we get so attached to TV shows it's so sad I get way more into fiction than I do real life so if something bad happens on a show I'm attached to I'm gonna be sobbing for hours and please stop because I'm emotionally drained and just Give me something that doesn't make me want to kill myself. Heather, would would you say you're an emotional person? Yes, <laughs> I would. I'm a water sign. And I'm a Scorpio, which is like the water sign that's the most intense. So, like, everything is intense all the time. And I'm so tired. I'm so tired. Apparently I'm a Scorpio, but I think that's false information. Also, another drinking game aspect. That's false information. Anything. Also, I didn't cancel the podcast this episode, so I guess I should cancel it. (laughs) No, I think that means that this is a good one. Okay. It's good. Anyway. I'm supposed to cancel it every episode. Yeah, but nothing traumatic happened. Nothing traumatic happened. Yeah. Anyways. I'm out of of seltzers, so I guess that's a reason to cancel it. Well, that's a reason I think we've come to our ending. Thank God. That's it for us this week. That's all I remember. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I thought I had some breakthrough and I, I actually like, wow. remembered it. Oh my God. No. Okay. Um, so we'll see you next Thursday. If you miss us in the meantime, remember, we're always with you in spirit. And we love you to death, 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 death.